and welcome to the Three Up Top podcast. Fortunately, it's yet another Two Up Top. Sean is swamped at work. I uh, got a lot of stuff going on, so just Ryan and I this week getting ready for uh, game week 13. Big news coming from Tottenham Hotspur. Pochettino out. Gone. <laughs> And that happened uh, in the afternoon hours yesterday. And um, yeah, so I just want to give my quick, my instant reaction that I typed up yesterday. Um, So I said, it sucks that Pochettino has to be the one to fall on the sword for a group of players that show no passion. And he helps make Spurs relevant again and being sacked the way he did Obviously wasn't great, but with that said, the manager is ultimately responsible for getting the team ready to play each week, making adjustments in-game, and getting the most out of the team he has. And he obviously didn't do that. So while I'm kind of sad to see Pochettino go, because I I like the guy. I think he's a a quality manager. Uh, I'm excited for for this spark to the squad with Jose Mourinho. Um, And I, I texted this before he even... Was signed. I said, if they bring Mourinho in, I truly believe the team will have a fire lit under them and it will make Tottenham a destination that transfers are excited to play. And it cranked up my excitement for this week's match a thousand times. So, yeah, obviously it's a big signing. Um, I am pumped. Ryan, how are you doing? What were what were you running through your mind when you when you heard the news? Um. Well. I think this was it was speculated that if either Pochettino, Emery, or um, Solskjaer were going to be the first, like whoever was going to be the first one sacked, you knew Mourinho was going to be um, the candidate. And I think it was, you know, it's a good move by um, the club. I think, well, I, I won't. I won't say it was a good move to fire Pochettino. I'd say if you're going to pick any manager to replace him, it was a good move to have Mourinho. Um, you know, I don't want to get into too much about, you know, whether or not Pochettino should be fired. But first reaction was, you know, hey, look, this is a team that um, to Pochettino's doing, they're now expected to finish in the top four every single year. And when you're sitting in 14th place through 12 games, um, unfortunately, that's not good enough for teams that need to be making the top four year after year. Um, but like I said, Pochettino is the one who has taken them to um, be able to have those standards. So that's off to him. Great manager. Um, I'm sure he'll do really well wherever else he ends up. Um, but uh, in the same boat as, as Jake, obviously, um, I'm not a Spurs supporter by any means. You know, I, I've been really, really critical of them the past probably month. Um, I had a favorable opinion of them at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, Jake's a, a, a supporter. Um, I do I do like Harry Kane. I, I, I think Son's a, a fantastic player. I think they've got a lot of talent on that team. Um, it was just really annoying to see that go to waste the first 12 games of the season. And I think um, Mourinho will be able to 
bring them back to uh, contend for a top four spot. And um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. And I've got Kane in my, in my draft league and I'm really, really hoping for some returns <laughs> here. So um, no, definitely excited for this weekend. Um, West Ham, London Derby going to be a, uh, a sick, sick match up there. So cannot wait. Yeah, first, that's the first game of the weekend. That's kicking off match week 13 at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time here in the United States. Uh, while we're on the topic, I mean, with Spurs, with this new we, this new change, we don't really know how they're going to line up this weekend or moving forward for that matter. Um, are there any assets on Tottenham's squad that, for FPL purposes, that you, you think – their stock either went up or any guys that you would really stay away from now. Um, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on, on some Spurs assets. Yeah, I think generally speaking, it's, it's too difficult to tell um, because one, you can analyze the way that Mourinho has set up his teams in the past. Um, he sets them up kind of like a four, two, three, one, four, three, three style, but he also, I think I saw a comment about how, you know, his time away, he's been able to kind of look at the game in a different way, develop maybe a new system that he wants to try out. Um, so, you know, obviously the Mourinho brilliance is there. He's one of the best tactically in the game, and I'm sure he'll be able to get the best out of the best players. So generally speaking, too difficult to tell, but... I think immediately, obviously, Kane and Son are the two biggest ones that I would be immediately looking at. Um, you know, with Tottenham's success uh, will be Harry Kane's success because uh, he's going to score most of the goals. So, you know, if Tottenham make the top four this year, then Harry Kane will be a top 10 uh, FPL asset at the end of the year. Son tremendously talented and I'm sure he'll uh, Mourinho will be able to do some great things with him. Um, but then you look kind of the second tier there um, and you're looking at a player like Christian Erickson, who has been, um, I wouldn't say vocal, but it's been made clear that he's not, he wasn't very happy uh, this season. You know, he wanted to leave in the summer, couldn't get it done. Um, you know, players like, uh, you know, on the back line, like Alder Vireld and Vertonghen, also players who are unhappy. Um, uh, more so Erickson in terms of FPL. Um, and then also, you don't know how uh, assets like Deli Ali, Lucas Mora, and um, Eric Lamella are going to feature in this side because those are all attacking midfielders who you don't know how Mourinho is going to set up. So all three of those I would be looking at as definitely having some potential to get some attacking returns because they're all very talented players. Um, so we'll, it, it's it's really up in the air. And if you're going to make a knee-jerk decision and bring anybody in, I think number one, you got to bring in Harry Kane because everybody knows what he can do. Um, I think two, you'd bring in Son. Beyond that, I wouldn't make any knee-jerk reactions. I'd wait and then... I could see Erickson, Lamella, um, Mora, or Deli Ali also producing. 
Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he'll, uh, I think he'll play with like Winks and Ndombele deeper. Mm. I, you know, they'll obviously be big pieces of this team, but I don't think they'll uh, have the, um, ha- have the production, uh, FPL wise back line. Um, I don't, honestly don't know enough to comment on how, uh, how, how uh, attacking the wing, uh, the um, the outside backs will be uh, in his sides, and you know which ones he'll prefer. You know, Tano has a lot of defenders who they can interchange. Um, so, like I said, just a lot of unknown, but it's a it's an exciting unknown. And you know, if I was in your situation, Jake, I'd be really really pumped for this weekend because it's you know it's been uninspiring to say the least the past uh month or two so it's it's good to see that you know there's some some changes and it's uh it'll it'll definitely be uh fun to watch i'm looking forward to it yeah i mean there were there's been so many tweets flying around about a lot of the changes that uh, Mourinho wants to make including the back line there was speculation that it would be um, it, Vertonghen and Alderweireld would be back in the the starting lineup with Davinson Sanchez and uh, Foyth. So Foyth would be the right back. With they want to put Vertonghen in at left back, and then have Sanchez and Alderweireld in, in the center back roles. Which, I mean, that that's pretty solid if you can get those guys back to the the form that they used to be in especially during that Champions League run last season. So, um, yeah, I agree. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I'm so pumped. Um, but obviously there are more games than just Tottenham. There are more teams than just Tottenham, and we will continue on. Uh, I think we've touched on it enough, and we, you're right. It's too early to tell. We're going to learn a lot this weekend with how they line up and how they look. Um but yeah, uh, let's just give a quick run through of how our teams did last week in game. Well, in game week twelve, so before the international break, um, I will start off. So my team had seventy five points. Uh, Captain Gerard De La Feu, who put put home a goal and had an assist, so got me twenty four points, which was very nice. And um, shout out to FPL Kanye. Uh, he's got the big Jan Mott captaincy this weekend, and I'm <laughs> I'm captaining De La Feu again because of him. So, uh, so what? Time. So, so the bet. So the bet was. So it, the bet was if Jan Mott, I believe it was if he captaining captaining clean sheet. I think was it. Yeah, yeah, and then I and then I'd said, send him a jersey, and then yeah, you said something else. I said it. I said captain, and if Dele Feu scores again, I'll get his jersey. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be an exciting game for Watford this this upcoming weekend against Burnley. So oh, yeah, that's going to be a big one. I'm looking yeah, forward to that. That's going to be a battle. So uh, my my team did well. Um, Excited for this upcoming game week, although my main man, Dean Henderson, not eligible to play. So yep. uh, it's not, not too bad. I got Allison as my backup keeper, so you'll love to see that. Uh, how did how'd you, how'd you fare in game week 12? Um, not well. Dead on average. Um, just kind of continued on 
just a, a sluggish um, FPL season. I'm like average around like 2.7 million um, since we started this. So not, not fantastic. Um, I captained kind of what I'm going on now. This, this for the rest of the year is I'm doing these caps. So I think who is a Mount was maybe going to be out. And so I thought, okay, he's not going to start. Uh, Hudson and is finally going to start. He's going to score. Nobody else is going to captain. It'll be a big differential. That was a flop. Um, yeah, honestly, he obviously came off the bench. Only got two points there. Um, so, but I did have like Madison got me nine points. Jimenez got me nine points. Abraham got me eight. So like decent from some of my other players. Uh, but you know, when you have a captain flop like that, it doesn't do you well at all. Um, I mean, you can just look at Jake. I mean, he captained the, the player who had tied for the most points in the, in FPL during the week. And, you know, he rocketed up the leaderboard. So I'm down to, um, 22nd in our three up top challenge, which is out of 44 teams. So I've like, I'm literally dead on average, just like floating by. So, um, and then looking forward, I also have Dean Henderson, but then I've got Martin as my keeper. So this is a big problem this week. Mm, yeah, I'm going to be keeperless. So I brought in, so, so I already made my free transfer. I got rid of Mendy. I brought in Chilwell. Um, and I've got a little bit of a selection issue. Um, I... This is a problem with Lundstrom on your team. Like, you don't know when this guy is going to score because, like, Sheffield don't score a ton of goals. Yep. But obviously, you don't want to be missing out on when this guy scores because it's like a freaking <laughs> apocalypse. So <laughs> I've got now, I'm looking at a 4 3 3 with. TAA and Van Dyke and then Pereira and Chilwell. So two Leicester defenders, two Liverpool defenders. Leicester's going up against Brighton away. Liverpool's going up against Palace away. So the only thing that I that the adjustment that I would make is like take out one of those defenders and then sub in Lundstrom for him. Mm. Because I yep. want to keep in, I'm gonna keep in Lacazette. Abraham Jimenez up top because I think this is going to be a big week for Lacazette in my opinion uh, in terms of whether or not I'm going to keep him around Southampton. We know they're vulnerable. I think Arsenal has got to put a stamp on, on the league. They're going to do it. They got to do it this week. Um, I'll get into him more later. Uh, Abraham, you got to kind of keep in there, even though they're probably going to struggle against city and then Jimenez has got Bournemouth. You got to keep him in there too. Midfield, you're not going to sit KDB or Madison or Mount. So it's really up to that defender decision um, whether or not I I slot in Lundstrom for one of those Liverpool or Leicester defenders. I don't know if you have a, an opinion on what I should do there, but that's really the big decision that I have to make this week. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to, um, I mean, Andy Robertson's out. He's probably going to be out this week for Liverpool um, yeah. with a knee injury. So, which in 
when at first glance you would think, oh man, like that hurts Liverpool's chances at a clean sheet. But I kind of see it as the other way around where I don't even know who their backup left back is, but I would assume that he's not going to be as attacking as Robertson usually is. So I think they're going to try to force a lot of things through TAA. He's going to be on the ball a lot, which theoretically you'll have three defenders back instead of two. Well, I mean, a lot of times with Liverpool, it's just Van Dyke is standing back there. And he's the last line of defense in terms of a counterattack at a lot of times. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's tough. My thing is Manchester United has had a very poor ability to keep clean sheets um, when they're playing against Sheffield this weekend. So, you know, I, I it says that it has an FDR of, of four for Sheffield against Man United, but we talked about this last week. I don't think that's very accurate. I think I think Sheffield can easily oh. score on Manchester United. Um, yeah, and and I think that Lundstrom has just as good of a shot as any. And I I would I think I would take the risk of maybe he doesn't score and he only gets you two points or whatever. I think it's the risk reward on Lundstrom's worth it because if he doesn't score, he's probably going to get an assist or you know he, he, or he'll get a clean sheet somehow, you know, I mean, even without Dean Henderson, they have a great back line and they, their midfielders are always back on the, on defense. So I, I don't really have any issues with Lundstrom in there. I mean, and going back on it, like in game week 11, I captained him and he had yeah. a goal, a goal and assist and a clean sheet or a, no, two, sorry, two goals and a clean sheet. Got me uh 42 points the next week. Dale Feu, 24 points. So I've been, I've been hot with my captain picks. And if I wasn't stuck to Dale Feu this week, I was looking at Lundstrom or Madison or Mount. But um, this week, I think it's going to be a really high-scoring week in the Premier League. Um, I just think that I, I, I did some research. And 72% of the games this season – the week following an international break have had less than three goals. So the math and the history of the season would tell you that they'd be low scoring, but with the stage of the season that we're in, teams are really kind of gelling together at this point that we've seen some teams struggle that are trying to figure it out like Tottenham. We've seen some teams probably overperform like Sheffield. So I, I think that a lot of things are going to come back to kind of that median here where some bad teams on paper or less talented teams on paper are going to concede a lot of goals. And I think the, I think the big six are going to roll this weekend. So um, yeah, I mean, I, it's really a coin flip. I mean, obviously you're going to want, you're going to want to have some, some big six assets, but I, I wouldn't feel bad with Lundstrom. I mean, honestly, you could swap him out for Van Dyke and I, I think you'd be fine. And, and I mean, it's up to you, but also you're in 22nd. You have nothing to lose. <laughs> With everyone else probably putting Lundstrom in there, if you don't have him in, it could be a reckoning. You know, you, you might be really, really down in the dumps. But um, I know that's not really a definitive answer. If I were you, I would start Lundstrom, but, you know, I, I'm not. You you can make your own decisions, but... Um, I think he's got a, a good shot to put a goal home this week. 
Yeah, I think I think I'll probably end up uh, starting him instead of Pereira or Lester. Just keep Chilwell in there. That way, I still have the chance. It just, it's just I hate when I get all like I I just am like grinding on a decision like this because it's like now Pereira is gonna like score a goal. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. And and I'm really I really need a big week from a captain or just like a breakout star because not having a goalie is going to hurt. So, yeah. And, um, so from on my, on my side of things, I know you brought in Chilwell with your free transfer. Um, I actually made a move in the midfield. I, uh, I shipped off Hudson, Adoy. um, I don't, I just, since I had brought him in zero points, one point, one point. And I know that I'm probably jumping off the bandwagon at the wrong time, but they got Man City this week. Not looking good for him to get back on the scoring train. Um, And then after that, they have West Ham, Villa, and Everton. So if I decide I want to bring him back, I have some time. Um, Got him out of there and brought in Deli Alley. And this was the day after uh, the Premier League games last week, I believe. So... Brought him in before the news even broke of a new manager, which kind of makes me a little uneasy because I don't know if he's going to start, but he's in my starting lineup. Going to take a little risk on him because his TSB is ridiculously low at 0.9%, which could, could be one of the biggest differentials of the season if he's able to score a goal or two this weekend against West Ham. And I mean, the reason why his TSV is so low is because his price is 8.4 million, which puts him up, up in the ranks of some of the best midfielders um, in the in FPL. So, yeah, it's tough for a lot of squads to bring him in when they're trying to follow the template of Sterling, Mane, <laughs> KDB. Like, you don't have enough money to spend on Deli Alley. But when you're me and you got a lot of money, <laughs> then you can bring in whoever you want. So I brought him in. And I still have nine point one million dollars in the bank. <laughs> and since I've gone with the no premiums route, I, my team's been on fire. I've vaulted yep. up the leaderboards. I've been I'm pulling all the right strings. It and it makes the captaincy pick so much easier because you're not like, oh man, KDB or Mane. Like those are two of the best players in the Premier League. You're not battling over which one you want to captain. Like. I'm choosing between Lundstrom and Dale Feu and yeah, <laughs> like, and it's working. And so I just think that premium assets in, in FPL are dramatically overrated week to week. And, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that Deli Alley can give me some huge points. If I wasn't captaining Dale Feu, I would look to look to captain him for differential city, but I'll just start him and, and that'll be good enough. But, um, yeah, the, that's my squad update. I'm so excited. I hate the international break more than anything. I especially now with this Mourinho in. Oh man, it's gonna be the next six months are just gonna be unreal. Oh, I know. I'm just getting. I'm getting so. I'm getting so pumped for December. I think it's in like two or. I think it's in like two and a half weeks when the double game weeks start. Yep. When they that's start the, playing, uh, that's playing when the bench the boost comes out. Yeah, exactly. So, 
no, definitely a, an exciting time. I, I, do you have your um, squad value? Uh, up? Yes, I can. And your yep, the my, bank? Yeah, team value ninety four million. What? How much do you have in the bank? Nine point one. Okay, so you're at like a hundred and three point one for value total. Yep. That's solid. Yeah. Yep. I got my my squad value is 100 exact, but I've got 2.6 in the bank. So solid, very similar. Yeah, you're half a million more valuable than I. So <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 doing well. And actually, in for the global rankings for all the teams that started in game week five, I'm in 1,519th, which. I don't know how many people started in game week five, but I mean, I, I, that's a nice number. The And that's with a triple captain when I triple captain KDB and he got me nothing. So there's wow, a, yeah. yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. I'll take that any day. Um, You're at 1000. Yeah. 1519. I'm at 15,000 and I've been, you know, average. So I, I think there's probably around 30,000. I, I would guess. Yep. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's that's solid. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, so we we touched on Spurs. There's a couple other uh, solid matchups this weekend, at least in my opinion, that I'm interested in, in watching, and I'm interested to hear your takes on. Um, we'll start with with Bournemouth and Wolves. I I think this game's going to be really interesting because Bournemouth has struggled to score. Wolves have played really well the past six weeks or so in terms of their style of football. Um, I I know you have Jimenez. I have him as well, and so do a lot of other people. Uh, What what do you think is going to come of this game in in FPL-wise, and and who who are you looking at in this this matchup? Um, Well... I think Bournemouth, it's it's really tough to tell with them because obviously Callum Wilson got off. To, you know, he was the most consistent FPL asset in the league, and then he just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, so I don't know if there's that much to be desired with Bournemouth right now. Uh, but in terms of Wolves, they have a ton of players that um, have the potential to produce Obviously, Jimenez, their um, target man up top. And then uh, Doherty scored for Ireland uh, in the break. He's been great. Um, uh, Adama Traore, too. Um, uh, Diego uh, Yata, who's um, kind of like the second striker in that team. They have a ton of players who can score. I mean, they've got like six guys who can score at any given moment. Um they obviously have the uh, the wingbacks that really get forward. Um, I like them, and I like them to win this game. Um, you know, Bournemouth, they're just, you know, they've been a, a, a bit lackluster uh, the past, past month or so. You know, we saw them struggle to score against Norwich and I think Watford um, a couple weeks back. And then uh, obviously – Losing two one to um, to to Newcastle after going up one nil, uh, so things aren't going well there. And Wolves, uh, a team that you know I've mentioned it all the time, 
they're playing in Europa League. So something that they're not used to playing more games and to have an international break where not a ton of assets are um, on, on international break. It's good for the side. So uh, we'll see um, I'll, I'll, a good game to watch, but in a 10 a.m. time slot where there's a, mi- a million games, I don't know if this is the one that I'll be watching, but obviously it'll be a good game. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, in that in that 10 a.m. slot, I already see one of the games that I'm definitely watching. That's going to be Watford Burnley, like we talked about earlier. And then <laughs> for some reason, they put Arsenal and Southampton on the national TV broadcast, which yeah. is, I think I think is a mistake when you've got Leicester and Brighton, which the true soccer fans will definitely be watching. I mean, I think that's going to be an exciting game. I'd be watching. I mean, I would literally be watching every single one of these if they were if they were nationally televised like if i had one two three four five six tvs i'd be doing it <laughs> yeah I, that this is the tough part when they do this thing it's like well, which games do i watch so yeah. i don't know i'll probably uh, i honestly don't know i i'll probably be watching bournemouth wolves because i have jimenez in my FBL team and in my draft team so I'll be rooting for him to score that's what I found myself doing last mm-hmm. week when they played um shit who was it West Ham or uh I don't even remember I don't remember either it was a late they won 2-0 or something he scored late um Villa sorry yeah yeah, no, that's yeah. that's kind of what I do as well. If I'll I'll have the Spurs, if the Spurs are on during that time slot, I mean I'm lucky now because they're they're on the seven thirty slot this week, so all eyes will be on on that match. But yeah, whenever I'm trying to multitask, I'll usually have the Spurs feed on one one monitor, and then usually Leicester on the other because I have a lot of Leicester assets um, on my draft squad and in my FPL squad. Um, you know, or maybe that that Watford game might be fun to watch. I I, I kind of like watching Watford the last couple weeks. They've been fun, and then we get the big match of the weekend, Man City and Chelsea, which I think is going to be a fantastic game. I mean, I could see this going a multitude of ways. I could see Man City blowing Chelsea out of the water because of kind of how attacking Chelsea is. They leave themselves exposed at the back. <laughs> pretty frequently i could also see chelsea's young guys just just coming in and scoring a couple goals and and sticking it to them i could see it being low scoring high scoring i mean i'm i'm really excited to watch this game especially since i have aguero on my draft team Uh, i need him to start producing but obviously this is a huge game for fpl assets as well and i'm sure the uh the twitter format of teams are going to be hoping this game's 10 10 10 after 90 minutes yeah no it'll be it'll be a fun one uh definitely the game of the week um and i don't know if you wanted to touch on any other games but i could segue this into maybe our men of the week yeah no go for it i i think the uh the rest of the games they're gonna be good games to watch but i don't know if they're great fpl games per se so yeah, I'm I'm ready to rock with uh, with our men of the week. Do you want to start off with your Mr. Premium? Yep. So I'll say uh, Mr. Premium in that uh, 
that big game of the week, Man City Chelsea. I'm gonna go with Raheem Sterling. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's uh, a bit of a oh, a bit of a shout. Yeah, um, 12, 12 million. Look, I mean, he looked really good uh, against Liverpool. Um, unlucky to to to, to blank, really. Um, I think his performance uh, was greater than than the numbers showed. Um, you know, you know, I think City will be will be facing a, a, an inferior Chelsea defense to that of Liverpool that they uh, that they played last week, um, where, like you said. You know, they're going to get those backs forward. Um, they're not going to be able to cover. They're not going to have as, as good as cover as Liverpool does. Um, and I think the game has the potential to, to really be a, a cracker and, and Sterling can expose um, those those channels um, and really make Chelsea pay. Um, in, in what I think will be a tough week for premium assets in general, um Unless you kind of, unless you were to cop out and like pick a Liverpool asset as your uh, premium asset, <laughs> which is an easy one because obviously they, you know, they'll they'll have their way with Palace. Other than that, you know, since you're having such a big matchup here, City versus Chelsea, it's tough to tell, you know, which side is going to come out. I I do think you know the signs are pointing that uh, Raheem Sterling um, should have a return here. Uh, obviously only three points the past two games and he's played 90 minutes both games people would be staying away from him but based on the high test from the Liverpool match and the way that um, Chelsea plays I think this this matchup um, uh, lines up well for Sterling to get a return this week wow that's gonna be very interesting later in the segment um so my Mr. Premium, my Mr. Premium is going to be Harry Kane actually at 10.8 million, 10.8 million. This is about as low as his stock is going to get. He, I mean, he's, he has six goals thus far this season. Um, and he's been doing that with very poor service up to him, not really getting the ball forward. And we mentioned it earlier in the in the podcast that Spurs might come out with a different look. Um, West Ham, they've been conceding goals left and right. They they look confused on the back end, and uh, I, I'm excited to see him play with this this pressure. I mean, I, obviously there's no none of the pressures off of Harry Kane, but um, all eyes are kind of focused on the coaching and a little bit less on the players this week. So I'm excited to see, and we know Kane's going to get the start. There's no way that, he, that Mourinho is going to start Mora or Troy, Spahn. Troy, Troy, yeah. Parrott. Troy Parrott, who liked a, a tweet bashing Mourinho earlier in the week and then uh, had to unlike it. But um yeah, and he always plays well against London teams. He's one goal behind Thierry Henry for most goals in a London derby in a career. So um, he's gonna. I think he's gonna hit that with two goals this week. Um, I think the chains will be taken off of him with Mourinho because Mourinho's gonna probably have some of those midfielders staying back a little bit where. Pochettino had Kane playing very far back in the formation. So yep. it'll be interesting to see. I, I think that they're going to try to push Kane higher up the field and, and really 
work out of the back midfielders like Ndombele and Winks, who um, they're both athletic and can move the ball quickly. So I really think that's going to help Harry Kane in the long run because they're not going to rely on him to stay back and add pressure um, on the defensive end. So 10.8 million. Yeah, it's up there, but I think that when he starts scoring goals, his price is going to get up, up to 11, maybe 11.1 in the next couple of weeks. So if you buy now down the road, you might be able to make a little bit of a profit on your investment. So Harry Kane, Mr. Premium. All right. I mean, I'd love to see it for my draft side. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in general, you know, you want to see, I, I'd like to see Tottenham do well again because, you know, it gets old ragging on them every single week. But um, <laughs> for, for my Mr. Budget, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. I don't even know his first name. I think it's George. Um, George Baldock, yes. Um, of oh, yeah. Sheffield United um, playing against Manchester United at Bramall Lane 4.5 million 1.8% TSB um, look last team to score on Sheffield at Bramall Lane was your league leaders Liverpool in December game weeks I mean oh Jesus in September game week seven so it's been <laughs> Over a month. Right, exactly. Um, since a team has scored on Sheffield on their own soil, um, I think Sheffield's going to give Manchester United a, uh, a really difficult time. Um, and Baldock, uh, coming off a goal, um, got 51 points, five clean sheets. Three of those clean sheets are at home. And you know, he's tied for the seventh top point getter uh, amongst all defenders in FPL, and he's just dirt cheap. So we talked about it. A uh, little shout out to our our uh, international break special, our naughty or nice special. If you guys haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. It's like two hours long. It was the full three up top. We went uh, in depth on a bunch of different topics. One of them we talked about were Sheffield defenders. I think this is a perfect time. Um, to be looking at Baldock, getting him into your side. Uh, like I said, coming off uh, 14 points the last two games. Um, top top uh, uh, quality defender uh, with a TSB of uh, right around two. It was actually already – so I, I wrote 1.8 down, 1.8% down like yesterday or two days ago when I was writing down my notes, and it's already up to 2%. So – you know, markets are moving, so uh, <laughs> so Baldock. His stock is rising. <laughs> right, Baldock is definitely Mr. Budget this week at um, four. Oh, and his price went up too. <laughs> I, oh, I <laughs> wow! I you down, were <laughs> you were on it. I love it. I I wrote down four point five, and I I said four point five when I um read it out because I was reading out my notes, but he's at four point six, so. Um, he's he's on the rise, so you you heard it here first. George yeah. Baldock, get him in there. Yeah, um, that's a solid shout. I love love that pick. My Mister Budget, I'm going Gerard De La Feu, six point one million dollars. Uh, his last two games, two goals and assists and a clean sheet. Um, we mentioned it. He had the 
the tied for the most points in the Premier League for FPL assets in game week 12. And I know that a lot of people like to spend a ton on their forwards, but if you are like myself, you're looking for a good deal. I think De La Feu is a pretty strong one at 6.1 million. Frees up a lot of space for the rest of your team. And, um, you know, if Watford's going to score, we've said it before, it's going to go through him. He makes some impressive runs. But yeah, I, I think he's a good asset at 6.1. Watford's got some, quote-unquote, favorable fixtures coming up. So yeah. I'm going Dale Feu as my Mr. Budget. Um, Ryan, who is going to surprise you this week? Who's your Mr. Surprise? So this might be a little wishful thinking. This is often what I do when I kind of pick some of these players. Um, I'm going with Lacazette. I mentioned him uh, before. Uh, Arsenal playing Southampton at home. Lacazette is at 9.3 million, obviously pricey. His TSB is really low at 1.7% due to that price. Um, He's only gone uh, a full 90 minutes twice this uh, this season. He's injured for four game weeks. It's kind of been sluggish to get back to um, full form. But I didn't have any international duty. I think he'll be ready to rock. He'll be fully fit uh, against one of the um, a, a top, or a uh, Southampton side who's um, got one of the worst run of forms in uh, the entire league. Um like I said, I think Arsenal has to make a statement game here. Um, they looked good uh, against Leicester. Um, they looked threatening. If they play like that, uh, I think Lacazette could really surprise you know, 98.3% of owners, you know, all the owners, you know, all the managers who don't have them. Um, both of his goals that he scored this season have come at home. Um, so, you know, it's looking like, you know, all the, the pieces are in place for Lacazette to, uh, to surprise people this week. And, um, you know, I guarantee his TSB will shoot up. You know, he scores one or two this weekend. I think his TSB will shoot up um, big time. So uh, I'm going to go with Lacazette for surprise this week. Solid shout there. Um, I'm sticking in London for mine. Tottenham Hotspur midfielder, Deli Alley. I said it earlier, 0.9% TSV. That is unreal. I, I just think that that's ridiculous. I mean, yes, he was injured for a majority of the season, but when he came back in game week nine, seven points. Game week 10, two points. Game week 11, nine points. Game week 12, three points. So... He's putting up decent numbers. Yeah, he's at $8.4 million, so I know it comes down to money, and that's why his TSB is so low. But for the people that aren't following the mold, um, you're going to get rewarded, I think, this week. So the uh, the 99.1% of fantasy owners that don't have him, they're going to be hurting when, when Deli Alley can get it going. So uh, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and, and get some production going. So Deli Alley, Mr. Surprise. Let's get it, baby. Come on, you Spurs. The guy's excited. The guy's excited. <laughs> I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yep. Oh, we'll we'll see. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see if 
you know, I mean, look, the the manager got appointed in the middle of the week when everybody's coming back from international duty. So, like, half of me thinks that this is going to be really difficult for this team to play a cohesive style in a couple of days. So, I mean, I could, I wouldn't be completely surprised if this weekend goes horribly wrong. So, yeah, no, I agree. But I also, I, I was thinking that same thing today. And then I really thought about it. And I was like, wait a second. These guys, all they do is play soccer. That's literally, they get paid <laughs> to play soccer. I think that they can make a, some tactical adjustments in a 72-hour uh, uh, stretch of, of time. So, you know, I, and it's not like they were uh, really <laughs> locked into Pochettino's game plans anyway. So um, I, I think that they, uh, they have some room to, uh, to adapt, and I think that they'll be all right. Yeah. Um, I, think the big, I think the biggest thing with them will be Jose getting these, getting these guys to, like, give a shit about playing for Tottenham again because half of these guys look like they, they just didn't care. So I think a lot of it will be motivational too. And I think just the fact that it's there is a shakeup and that he is coming in will be enough of a motivational factor. So, yep. yeah. We'll see. I mean, Dali Ali, like I said, um, you know, he could – could surprise some people a couple other players on that team that could surprise people but um obviously i wouldn't be taking a gamble on them personally but you get why you're excited for it for sure (laughs) yeah Um, but unfortunately um for my mr stink i wrote this down before the appointment happened and i'm gonna stick to it because i think i think in a way, and I just kind of hinted at it, this this game for Tottenham, it might just be like a trap game. I mean, people are looking for a turnaround, and I still can't believe it <laughs> until I see it. And, you know, people, uh, Jake, you said, oh, man, you know, Harry Kane score, you know, he's scoring like crazy for England. <laughs> you know, yeah, I get it, but against Kosovo and Montenegro. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, is Kosovo or Montenegro, are those better teams than West Ham? No. And is England better than Tottenham? Yes. So, two things that... (laughs) England is sick. They've got a sick... I I know. Much much better. Um, So... I mean, look, it's just the the pessimist in me. Obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way, but my Mr. Stink is still going to be the Harry Kane um, until he can prove to me that he can score goals like he used to. <laughs> um, and I think, I think we might be swapping our Mr. Premiums and Mr. Stinks. Yup. I think I, this, is, this is history on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great. So, but this is what you love to see. You don't, you don't like to see just two people um, agreeing on everything, which we really, which we rarely do. So, yeah. Um, like I said, it's a it, Derby match. Um, you know, West Ham at home. Um, not much because that stadium is uh, uh, crap. 
So um, we'll see, though. Uh, but these are two of the teams, two of the uh, four teams on the worst runs of form in the entire league here. So if you look at it from a distance, it's like these are two crap teams that won't be that great of a game. But obviously now one of the most exciting ones that you know I'm going to be – I'm looking forward to this one more than – the city Chelsea game just because yep. of the Mourinho thing. Oh my God. Yeah. The coffee will be flowing early oh, in the yeah. morning. I'm just so excited. Um, but yeah, you hinted at it. So my Mr. Stinks going to be Raheem Sterling. $12 million for a guy <laughs> in his last nine game weeks has two goals and one assist. You could get that same production in the last two weeks from De La Feu. For half the price. <laughs> De La Feu is half up. That's like Walmart brand Raheem Sterling. He is so overpriced. He is not playing well. And, I mean, yes. All right, we, we give Harry Kane a lot of crap for not scoring and all these other things. And then Sterling, because... He's playing alongside KDB, and he's in everyone's Twitter format. No one says a word. No one says a word about, you know, when Sterling hasn't done anything. And, you know, it's easy to pick on Tottenham. Yeah, they're 14th in the table, blah, blah, blah. We get it. And Man City, great team. But at 30, you're telling me that 35%, 35 35.3% of fantasy managers are starting Raheem Sterling, and he is doing nothing. He's doing nothing for them. He has 67 points this season. That's ridiculous. There are defenders on Sheffield who almost have that many points. I mean, I think he is the most overvalued asset in... uh, Okay, never mind. I wouldn't go that far, but he's (laughs) one of them. He's one of the most overvalued assets, given his current form. I'm surprised his price hasn't dropped farther. Um, but yeah, I just think that given the production, I don't know how anyone can justify sinking $12 million into Raheem Sterling with three total attacking returns in the last two and a half months. So, Mr. Stink, Sterling. What do you think is... Uh... I mean, I know it's putting you in the spot a little bit. What do you think is like a fair price? I mean, it it all depends because it's at the end of the day, the prices are really set before the season, and you're not really going to get that much fluctuation. And there, if you look on on the Premier League FPL stuff, there are people that aren't even in the Premier League anymore that are still at like seven point five million, like ridiculous. Like Lukaku is like. I think he's like 7.2 million. It's just like, you know, like when they start off at 7.6 or in Sterling's case, I think he started off at 12.0. I think he was, I think he's at 12 million. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, that's a lot. And you're, you're not going to have him ever probably hit 10 million unless he suffered a season ending injury or something. So I don't think it's, really accurate i don't think the pricing is really accurate in this in this game um it's all set at the beginning of the season and a lot of it's based on last year's form um 
So I, I don't know. I just I know he, I know personally I would not feel comfortable spending more than ten point five on someone that he, he, like he's he's not the main guy. He's not the lead guy. There's you got KDB who's taking a lot of the assists away. You got Aguero who's taking a lot of the goals away. So I mean, on paper, I mean, when you're watching the game, yeah, Sterling looks amazing, but. It seems like he's always making the pass into KDB, who's then making the pass to Aguero. Or he's sending the ball downfield, and then someone else is tapping it over to Aguero. So he's close to getting a lot of attacking returns, but close isn't good enough when you're playing FPL. You need you need the actual results. So I'd say 10.5 is what I would be willing to spend on him, but 12, I think, is just a lot. And there's a lot you could do with that extra couple million dollars if you move to someone else yep i agree that's what i was looking for i I didn't know if you were like 11 and a half 11 something like that so yeah it's obviously he's obviously a bit overpriced but i think the potential is still there and a lot of that price is built into the potential and just historical returns past seasons like you said so um yeah we'll we'll see Big week for him and big week for City to kind of um, show everybody up after all uh, that Liverpool loss. So, um, yeah. my cap, we want to go to captain, Mr. Cap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Well, we already know yours, but, <laughs> oh, man, you know, I was just thinking while you were talking, I'm like, I just might. I just might change it. I, I, I was going to say originally, I was going to say TAA uh, just because I'm going with these differential picks and I, I don't think a lot of people will be picking a defender as a captain. Um, my other options in my team honestly aren't great. Uh, I think another one could be, you know, Madison uh, against Brighton away would be a decent differential shout. But then again, it's like he doesn't score every game, and you know you're just you're just not sure. Um, but then again, I looked at Lacazette, and like I'm starting to kind of lean towards him as my um, Mr. Captain against Southampton. I think it's a one where man, if he scores two goals and I captain him, um, he'd be a huge uh, boost for me. Uh, who who's struggled of late. So um, I think I'm going to go with, with Lacazette, honestly. I think Arsenal, I'm really believing in them uh, to, to bounce back here from what has been an uninspiring start to the season. And uh, Lacazette should be fully fit. He'll be ready to go. Um, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with him as, as captain here. If I had like Aubameyang in my lineup, I'd probably captain him. But yeah. Um, Everybody else, I just, I just don't. It, it's not an easy captain pick for me this week. All yeah. The way around. No, I, I'm looking at your team right now. I think Lacazette's a great choice. Uh, Madison was who I was looking at as well, and I think Pereira would be a good shout as well. I think, I think Leicester's got a great defense, obviously, and uh, they have some good clean sheet potential uh, this week and in the next four or five weeks. So. Um, you know, I, I could see a lot of people captaining him at some point over the next month or so. Uh, but yeah, I think Lacazette's that's a great pick on your end. I, I was look, I can't believe his TSB is so low. He's he's a very he's a high quality player, and 
a world-class finisher when he, when he gets the chance. Um, but yeah, the injury definitely hurt that TSB number. So I think that's a, that's a big time opportunity for, um, some differential. And yes, I am going with Gerard De La Feu again, mainly because of FPL Kanye, but you know, it's also not, not a bad pick. I mean, he's in form. He's got 19 points in his last two games. Watford actually looks like they know how to play soccer or football now. Um, and the next two matches are Burnley and Southampton. So I'm probably only going to have De La Feo on the squad for another two weeks and then he'll be gone. So might as well make himself useful and, and, and wear the armband. So De La Feo is my captain once again, and I'm three for three on my last three captain picks. So uh, this, this could be big. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're on a roll, so I don't, I don't see it stopping. Um, no. We'll see. Definitely uh, one to look forward to. Yeah. Um, I would love to get into uh, to the game results from last week if uh, if you got them up. Yep. So, um, match week 12, all of our locks hit, which was the first time that's happened since uh, game week seven. We all picked Wolves against Wofford. Uh, so I picked Newcastle, big come from behind win against Bournemouth. And then, uh, you and Sean, uh, both picked Watford over Norwich. So all locks hit there. Um, dogs, Arsenal, uh, that was a big shot for me. Big fail, which I knew it could, it could happen. Um, Lester, obviously one that one two now, um, Sheffield, uh, who did they, uh, Sheffield. They, they drew I, with somebody. Why am I blanking on this? Uh, let me look. Sorry. Should have known. I picked them, didn't I? Tottenham. Yikes. Played Tottenham. That's drew, right. That's right. The uh, the VAR scam. Yep. Yep. Um. So Sean got a point out of that one, and then you picked um Villa. Oh, over Wolves, which yikes. is a bad, which is a bad one. Wolves look the superior side there. Um, you know, I thought Wolves would have a good game, so I picked Doherty as my star. Uh, that was a no. Uh, you picked De La Feu as your star, so you obviously got the three points there. And then Block picked Jimenez as his star. He got two points as Jimenez scored. So um, Block. You know, making up a little bit of ground with the four-point week. Um, you also a pretty good week there with three points. I only netted one. So I've been in the lead, firm lead, 20 points. Um, then you're coming back up, 17 and a half. So you're two and a half back. You're one week away from, you know, potentially leading this thing. And then Sean, you know, he's he's – He's bringing up the rear, but he's he's working his way up there at 13 and a half. So um, he's six and a half back. But, I, you know, this is a game where, you know, one week can really change a lot of things. So um, we'll get into it this week. And since I am leading, <laughs> I will I will pick my lock as and, you know, I I debated picking him last week because Everybody was picking them, and it was it was the game to pick. But I'm going with Watford 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm going I'm going with Wofford plus one thirty uh at home against Burnley. Um Burnley is one of three teams in the league without a win on the road. Um going up against a Wofford side who got their first win of the year against Norwich last week. Um, so they're hot coming off that big win. And then, you know, we've got our big kind of our, our side bet going on, which is obviously, um, pumped me up to pick them too. So, um, going with Watford as my lock and, you know, I don't pick these locks lightly. I've, you know, of the nine picks that I've made, I've had six correctly, um, two have drawn and I've only lost one. So, you know, it's it's uh it's big for me to pick Wofford. It's it's one of the biggest uh, limbs that I've gone out on here. So um, need him to to pull through. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. Um. Yeah, this could be a big week for you. Uh, because since Sean's not on the uh, broadcast this week, he had to send in his picks early, and two of his picks were the exact same as mine. Um. <laughs> And I thought about switching them today, all day today. I was racking my brain. <laughs> and I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not changing. I had to go with my gut. So my lock, had, I had to do it. I, the, yeah. second, the second I heard the news that Pochettino is out and Mourinho is in, had to do it. Spurs. Spurs are going to go into London Stadium and just be a wrecking ball and i'm so excited Mourinho is gonna be running jumping sliding he's gonna be brushing up with the opposing manager probably get sent into the stands for the second half because he was mouthing off to the to the line judge or whatever so you know i'm i'm just i'm so pumped and especially after seeing some of those like youtube and twitter montages of him celebrating and oh my god it is gonna be an electric <laughs> factory so i'm going spurs is my lock and i know that sean picked them as well so uh two spurs locks this week could be interesting yeah that's the second week in a row you guys have uh followed suit uh Pick your same uh, lock. Uh, uh, pick same locks with each other. So, um, for my dog, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick. I picked him as my lock last week. Worked out pretty well, and it's it's my club, Newcastle United, uh, plus two seventy at Aston Villa. Um, these are two teams with really contrasting forms at the moment. Uh, Villa, uh, three losses in a row. Um, past three game weeks, Newcastle two wins in a row, and we haven't lost since um, Chelsea away four game weeks ago. Um, so things are looking up uh, for the Magpies, um, and we're really uh, we're almost to full strength. Uh, we've had we you know we've had some injury nags uh, past couple weeks, um, but you know it seems like everybody's coming back. We're going to be to full form. Um, and things are really looking up for Newcastle, and I think this is a, a good time to take advantage of a an underdog um, status for Newcastle. That if they keep if they continue the form that they're on, I don't know if um, they'll they'll have that tag 
uh, too often uh, when we've seen how well their their defense has performed. And then um, they're actually starting to score goals now too. So um, I, I got to go to Newcastle. I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I think that they play – it it might not be the prettiest brand of football, you know, if you're a casual fan. But at watching it and being part of the soccer media, I love it. Um, they they the defense that they play is just so great, and now they're actually scoring goals. This team, don't let them get hot. Don't let the Magpies get hot. So they're pick. I'm picking them as my dog as well, and I know Sean's picking them as well. So the pod <laughs> is in on the Magpies this week, and. Um, yeah. I'm excited to to root the lads on with you boys. For sure. Um, I'm looking at my star pick. I always, I always screw these up. Um, so, you know, I, I, I wrote down like a Liverpool asset because I think Liverpool will have, I think they have the best chance of having a big week against any team. But... As I've now gone with, you know, Lacazette as my surprise, and as my captain, I got to go with him as my star as well. So I'm going to go with Lacazette for aforementioned reasons. Solid pick there. Um, I wrote this down without really even checking if I'd already picked him this season, and I'm sure I have, but I'll ask you Have I selected Harry Kane yet this season? Yeah, you did. Matthew nine. Uh, yikes! Well, let me take a look Maybe here. You can pick him one more time. I know, but I don't know for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to burn my Harry Kane selections so easily. Uh, well, I mean, you can pick another Tottenham player. You haven't picked any other Tottenham player this this season. Yeah, <laughs> you can pick someone. I'm, I'm gonna go with. Deli Alley. All right. I've I've ridden him this far. I might as well keep the train going. Yep. This, this is it. Always happens with the star picks. Like it just it's the last thing we we do at the end of the pod, and it's like you're just gonna pick somebody who you've been riding the entire <laughs> podcast. Yeah. It's, it's not at all what you write down. Like this happened to me every week. I write some things down, and then I'm like. I did write this down. Yeah. And you get convinced talked, otherwise, yeah. As I've talked the past hour, um, that's not who I'm going with. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat with just kind of slapping like is that down there. So yeah, um, And then who, I don't remember was, who Sean was, picked. Did he even pick remember. a star? He did. Um, uh, who was it? Well, first off, he sent in <laughs> last night before we were gonna record, and we had some uh, had some problems. He said, "Who did he say was his his stars?" Martial. Oh, um, he originally said his lock was Wolves and his dog was Watford, who, by our definitions, isn't an underdog. So that was interesting. well. I mean, by any definition, they're not an underdog. Are they favored this week? Yeah, they they're like they're plus one thirty, and Burnley is like plus two seventy. Wow, oh, that is nice. Good for good yep. for Watford. Yeah, so <laughs> that was my thing. I just said, yeah, buddy, Watford isn't a dog. 
and you've already picked Wolves, and you already made the mistake of double picking. Who was it? Burnley. Oh yeah, we picked them like two weeks ago. So <laughs> could have just penalized them. Should have, but should have done it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so no, no Martial for him. So he thinks he's gonna have yeah. a a big week against Sheffield. That's a that's a really odd pick. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that one at all. Especially, uh, I believe that Pogba is coming back this week as well. Um, which could... I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that'll do it because he'll. They usually uh, play him deeper. Play him I, deeper. I heard, I heard rumors they're going to put him at the ten spot. Well, we'll see. Yeah, you never know. Sean was right with his uh, Callum Wilson pick a couple months ago, so. Uh, this could happen again. Yeah, he was right. He was right about it for like a week, and then he now he sucks. Yup. Now he's still in the squad too, I believe. Yeah, he probably he's probably gonna captain captain him this week. <laughs> he didn't rem- he won't remember to. Change oh yeah, no. He there's no way he's made any changes to his to his lineup at all. Absolutely not. Well, all right. Well, um, now the next the next segment that we do is obviously picking the games for our teams. Um, so I'll start it off. Tottenham, West Ham, London Derby. I am going 3-0 Spurs. I think that they're going to score early, and then Mourinho is going to have them lock it down, put that bus in the parking spot, and grind out a 3-0 win, and Spurs fans are going to, be kissing his feet because he's going to get us back to uh, our winning ways. So I'm going three nail Spurs. I can see it. I can see it. And like the more that we talk about it, the more I, I see it, but I'm just such a, <laughs> I just can guess myself so often, you know, I could definitely see them like scoring a goal within the first Minute of the game. Oh my lying. god! <laughs> I will just die if that happens. So, but at the same time, I could also see it flopping. So, I'm just gonna do my usual cop out, and I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go with a two-one uh, Spurs win here. All right, I'll take a Spurs win any way I can get it. That's true. How about those Magpies? What are you? What are you thinking? Um, I'm also going to go the same scoreline. I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, I think Villa's got got talent. Um, they've got guys who can score. They can move the ball around. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I could also see Newcastle going down there getting a clean sheet. Um, I think the differentiating factor will be that it's going to be at, at Villa, and it'll be, it'll be tough. Um, I think Villa will, will get on the score sheet. Uh, but Newcastle, they, they're – you know, I just really, really love their counterattacking style, and I think um, we're going to get a lot of our goals uh, on the counterattack uh, through set pieces. Uh, Fabian Scherer is going to probably be coming back. Um, full strength side, uh, not a lot of guys out on international break. Um, just, you know, this is a team that's really in form, and um, I, 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 I couldn't foresee myself picking them not to win when uh, the form that they're in uh, and the form that Villa's in, like I said, lost three games in a row. So two, one magpies. 
Wow. I like it. Um, yeah, I could see two one. Um, Aston Villa hasn't kept a clean sheet since game week five. So with the way that Newcastle has been able to find the back of the net and a little tidbit, uh, Aston Villa goalkeeper, Tom Heaton, he has a 75% chance of playing with a calf injury. So if he's out, it, it could be, we could see for the first time all season, a little Newcastle slaughter fest here. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 feeling pretty good about Newcastle. I'm gonna go two nil. I think they get a clean sheet. I think Saint Max scores a goal. I, I just love it. I I think that they're playing really good football and that they, you know, like Newcastle used to be a great great team, competing every year, and I think that they're gonna start to try to build that back up, uh, especially once they get Jaka in there. Uh, in, in January, so um, and you never know. Maybe Pochettino, maybe he makes the move over to Newcastle. You'll never, you'll never know. So uh, yeah, no, I'm oh, going. You know, <laughs> we're going to no. Steve, Steve Bruce is doing just fine. He's doing a fine job. We don't, we don't need Pochettino. He's he's, uh, he's too good for us anyway. Yeah, if you want to be 14th on the table, he'll he'll, he'll take you there. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, we draw this weekend and we'll be there. So, <laughs> fair point. Yeah. Um, and then Leicester. I guess we can touch on them in Sean's absence. I think they're going to roll over Brighton. I, I think Leicester looks really good. Uh, I'm going to go three-one. I think I think Brighton will get a goal, but I think it's going to be a, a Leicester day all day. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go two-nil. Um, I don't see Leicester like blowing the doors off here. It's at Brighton, um, so uh, I think it'll be a just a calm, easy, collected two 0 win from Leicester. Get it, get out, get the <laughs> business done, get, uh, rack up the three points, and uh, remain in that top four like they should. I mean, they, like that's what you have to do if you're going to be a top four team, and uh, you know if they continue to do that and if they go in there they go into Brighton they just went 2-0 they get out you know I, I can look at this team even stronger each week as like okay this is a team that I have confidence in that they're going to be able to win under any circumstance um, kind of like li- what Liverpool does you know we talk about they're always finding a way to win so um, no uh, could be we don't want to see a slip up from Leicester so and I don't foresee it happening. So two nil boxes. Yep, like that. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys again for listening to this week's episode. Uh, if you didn't listen to it last week, be sure to go back and listen to our naughty or nice special episode from last week. Um, it's a two-hour-long episode, so you know, break it up into chunks. Maybe do do an hour a day if you if you think you can. Uh, if you don't think you can handle the uh, full two hours in one sitting, but uh, we really appreciate the support that we've seen so far through the first twelve game weeks. Even though I think we started this in game week two or three or something, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been great. All all the support. Uh, remember us at Twitter at three up top pod. That's spelled out th- at three up top pod. Um, 
And be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That means a lot to us. Uh, helps us get searched when people are looking up, you know, soccer podcasts, fantasy podcasts, that kind of thing. So that would be really, really helpful of you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. All I have to say is come on, you Spurs, and oh, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, go on, Magpies. And in honor of Sean Block, come on, you foxes. Come on. (laughs) Come on.